Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I come to podcast with Caesar, not to praise him. The evil that men do lives after them. The good is oft interred with their bones. So let it be with Caesar. The noble John Wilkin mm. hath told you Caesar was ambitious. If it was so, it was a grievous fault. And grievously hath Caesar answered it. Here under leave of Mark Flanagan and the rest, for Flanagan is an honourable man. So are they all honourable men. Come I to speak in Caesar's first appearance on Out of Your League. He hath brought many captives home to Huddersfield. My heart is in the coffin there with Mr. Aidan Caesar. Well, well done, from? well done, Will. Where How long did from? you research that? Like, what, what is it from? Mark, you like that? Mm. I'm just looking at Aidan's face, trying to work out what's confused. going on here. We've yeah. shoved him into yeah. a dark room. He's just he really regretting driving over from <laughs> 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 He's Where, where is he from? Seriously. Where, where's who? Julius Caesar from? That, was that a Julius Caesar um, did, come did on, he ask extract? That? Come on, Mark. Come did on. he ask that? Come on, Mark. Come on. Yeah, so a little guy we have over here, Aiden, called William Shakespeare. Yep. Little fella, bald, heard, yeah, beard, nice before, beard, yeah. nice shoes, nice clothes. Um, you've made quite a journey as well from New South Wales to Huddersfield. I Some people you. might say you're insane, but are you enjoying it? Yeah, I, I am, mate. I'm enjoying <laughs> the change. It's actually ACT if you did your homework. Oh, is it? Oh, ACT? Oh, very good. Oh, yes. I like it. the Australian capital territory, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> I in Australia for He's a got an early dig yeah. back. But that is quite a change, Aidan, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think uh, weather's pretty similar, Canberra and Huddersfield, so... Is it? It's, um, it's not too foreign to me. Yeah, coldest place in Australia, Canberra. Okay. Uh, so, what, what, since coming over, obviously you come with such a huge reputation. What's been the, the biggest shock the weirdest thing that you've had to adjust to in the last few months? Um, it's, it's been seamless to, to move over. I think we have a few English boys at Canberra, so I was pretty familiar with, with how things sort of worked over here. I've, I've followed the Super League uh, for a long time, ever since you know, I've been a young kid. So mm -hmm. um, it's always something I've, I've wanted to do, and, and um, it's good that I'm here. And I'm enjoying my time in Huddersfield. It's a bit of a, bit of a mishap on the weekend. We can put a bit of a score on us, but... Uh, it's been it's been good. Yeah. What um you say those English guys, I mean there's quite a few of them, isn't there? Yeah. And I know well Jordan Turner was with you originally at Canberra before he came to Huddersfield. So you guys are good mates and you've yeah. got someone who's to help you settle in. But you know, George Williams, uh, the people that you had those conversations with Elliot Whitehead, you must have really sort of tapped into them to say, guys, am I making the right decision here? Yeah, I think um with the way the season sort of went, we, we had a successful year and had a, another year to go on my contract but um, I, I knew deep down I, I was, I was going to move mm. um, somewhere probably wasn't anticipating a move to England mm. um, but you know I spoke to them boys I spoke to Johnny Bateman in depth and, and he, he gave me a, um, a good spiel on, on the Super League and, and how it is and, and he anticipated that I'd, I'd enjoy it I, I'm a big Liverpool fan so oh yeah um, what since last year <laughs> oh look you know I've, I've told a few English lads that and they, they think I've just jumped on the bandwagon but I've followed them for a long time and it's, yeah. it's um, I was born in 91 the last time they won the title so wow, I'll, be, yeah. I'll be living here when they win it so you must have had a lot of offers must have had a lot of opportunity because mm. that last year at Canberra was an exceptional year for yourself uh, the team did fantastically well but you know was, was it a tough choice I just feel um yeah, I think John. It was it was a decision I waited to the end of the year for it to happen, and um, obviously spoke to Simon at Huddersfield during the year, and, and I didn't want to make a decision. I just wanted to focus purely on my football, and and that's what I did. And um, I, I thought, you know, they they um, offered me a good opportunity to to um, to come over here and and um, you know be a halfback, be a leader in the team, and and ultimately I've become the captain of the club. So 
Um, it's something I haven't looked back on, and, and um, I'm happy I've made the decision to come over. And you know, I think I'm still in a good good patch of my career where I've got a lot of good footy ahead of me. So yeah, there, there was a bit of an uproar though, wasn't there, in the NRL? Andrew Johns, Darren Lockyer, you know, legendary names. They questioned Canberra's decision to to let you go. I mean, first choice must have been look uh, to, to to stay and to still carry on making that name that you've made made for yourself in Australia. Um, yeah. It wasn't to be, was it? I think, no. um, you know, there's a lot of things that, that went on in my time in Canberra that, um, you know, I wanted to, I, I seek to move away. Mm. Um, obviously, sounded out to my agent that I, I needed a move to refresh my career and refresh my football because there, there was a time there where I was, I didn't want to play, I wasn't enjoying it. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't getting the, the satisfaction I did once did from rugby league. And Did a lot of that come from the, the criticism? Because, um, you know, I know with Blake Austin as well, there was quite a lot of criticism with you two guys not being able to close games out and that must be quite um, hard to take. Yeah, it's, it's probably more that that went on in, in, inside my personal life. I'm, okay. I'm not one to read you know, papers and, and things like that and worry mm. about outside noise because at the end of the day you've got to worry about what you can control and, and, and I think all the, all the rest of it looks after itself. So um, yeah, that's, that's one thing I don't buy into. Mm -hmm. it's, it's probably just um, enjoy going to train and enjoy playing the game and and that's where um, yeah, the love for the game comes from. That's where, that's where the passion stems from. And, and once you lose that, I, I think you know it's tough to, to go about it um, day in and day out. So, um, can, can you pinpoint what what point you lost that love? Do you know what I mean? What, what was I know you said personal stuff. You, everyone, yeah. so there's different reasons. But was there a day particularly where you were there and you thought this is not right? You know, this is wrong. There was a day. Yeah, um, yeah there was a day, but. Look, it's it's in the past now. I don't know, I don't want to bring up, yeah. you know, old wounds and things like that. So um, th there was a day, but for sure, you know, I think, um, you know, it, it was it was a, it was a fair while before I actually left the club. So, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, but as I said, man, I'm not looking back. You know, I'm, I like to think I'm a better person for the experience and, and uh, yeah, sure. hopefully a better football footballer as well. And what were the main um, pulls of Super League? I mean, you would have been given other opportunities at different NRL clubs, which would have been, you know, I remember reading Brisbane were pretty keen mm. on you and other clubs. What were the main pulls to come into Huddersfield and Super League? Um, just just to find that enjoyment again, yeah. to be honest. I think um, obviously good friends with Blake and he had an outstanding first year for the Wolves and, and um, I spoke to him you know, often when, yeah. I, when I was weighing up a decision and um, I'd call him and it'd be like two o'clock in the morning over here and he'd be like, you're waking me up, I'd just, I've got a question for you. <laughs> um, and he just said, um, you just do what, what you think you, what you think is right. And, um, you know, I did that and, and I haven't looked back, mate. It's been, a, it's been a good move and still very early on in the season, but hopefully we can have a successful campaign with the club and, and for myself, you know, find that enjoyment and the love for the game again. Yeah, I mean, your last game in the NRL was the grand final, wasn't it? And the grand final yeah. defeat to the Sydney don't Roosters. Like, don't like talking about it. No, <laughs> no but I mean... <laughs> I haven't watched it, so... You that, haven't even watched you, it back? You've got to bring it up. No. <laughs> yeah, try, 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 try losing yeah. five on the spin. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. what I did. <laughs> you see a Soliolo, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's what a man. About that. What a man. Yeah, he's a, he's a good bloke, so... Yeah. Mm. But building up to that game, uh, what I was getting to was there... There, there was a yeah this bad injury uh, and it sort of, you know, knocked you out of the team and you were in the reserve grade and you were training, you were sort of forced to train with the reserves. It was a, a sort of tough end, wasn't it, to that NRL campaign for you, but albeit, you know, getting to a grand final. I mean, it's still a massive achievement, isn't it, to get yeah, to I that think grand final? Yeah, I start of the year, we had, had a little little injury. I, I sort of brought into the to the season and um, obviously got ruled out and the, and the boys were performing really well. And, mm. and obviously you can't change a winning team. Um, it's 
it's that's that's how cutthroat the business is in rugby league. So is I, it more I, ruthless over there? Do you think that the, um, how you found it so far? Yeah, I, I think it is. Um, yeah, I haven't been in the Super League long enough to know mm. how it sort of works. Long enough to have an injury and be kicked sense. out the yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see if I get an injury. I'll get to the other team, but it, it is what it is, mate. You know, we're um, professionals and we understand that the culture of the business and and how things work. So, um, you know, for myself, it's just about you know biting down and working hard and getting back in the team. And and um, I did that and we ended up getting to a grand final. Great experience, but um, one of the most hollow experiences I've ever had in my life. I, I, Probably never watch the game again. I don't really, really? like talking about it. Really, hurt that much, yeah, mate. It's um, well, losing a grand final. Yeah. It's, it's you it's don't. Long, it's a lonely place. Yeah, mate. You don't prepare yourself to lose. You know, mm. you, grand final week and the buzz, the buzz around. You, you're just excited and you, and you just pitch yourself with you, with your teammates and you know holding the trophy and, and for it to to be cut short. I think like that. It's mm. it's something I don't like talking about. Now, every time I see. You, um, a bit of advertising stuff when the Roosters lifting the trophy, it, it just um, brings back bad memories. So mm. I've spoken to, to to Blake about this topic, and I guess when you, you mentioned Blake quite a lot here, well, they're like best Blake, mate. Blake. Blake. Best, oh, you like me, Blake, yeah. the best mate. Pathetic, <laughs> exactly. Well, you're, like like you're pathetic. I bet you saved his number, haven't no, you? No, he's so. like that with something. No, I haven't got his number. No, you're not. No, no. anyway, can I have his number? <laughs> so and and he's picked up on the. Well, I, so I said to him, when you're a marquee signing and you you're uh, in the halfbacks you probably take more responsibility for a defeat and it falls harder on you. Yeah, I think you do. Um, it's, it's probably not been a marquee signing, it's just been a halfback of a rugby league team. You know, mm. you tend to wear the to wear the weight of the of the wins and the losses a bit more than the other boys. I think Fords like to blame you for the for the yep. loss and, mm. and we'll, <laughs> we'll get pulled into video and um, you know, there'll be blame on the kicking game and game management and things like that. So it's it's just the way it is, mate, isn't it? Yeah. Is that always? Is that? Are you? A, I mean this in the nicest way possible. But are you a bad loser? Isn't like if you always. Yeah, been I don't. I don't enjoy losing. I, I struggle. Um, you know, shaking hands with opposition opposition after yeah. a loss. So, yeah, it's just. I think it's ingrained in me. It's just the way I am. Has that I been been like that since you were a kid? Yeah, I think I'm a, I am a bit of a sore loser. I'll be honest. Mm. I think. Um, I just. I can't. There's help nothing myself. wrong with that. Though. Yeah. I yeah. think to to get to the top of your game you've got to be competitive and if you're competitive you're going to be probably a bit filthy when you're losing probably halfbacks you know take it more personally than anybody else because mm. a lot of pressure rests on their shoulders so yeah. Eden's in charge of the strategy of the team mm. do you know he, you know everyone has really specific jobs and your halves your people your pivotal people who touch the ball a lot have got such a bigger responsibility in rugby league mm. to, to to have a strategy a bigger picture mentality to to maybe play two or three players in advance to to read defenses to to understand momentum in games and all of this stuff is is going on in your mind as you're playing yeah. and and that that's the challenge of being a halfback is being able to process all that information but the flip to that is you know, when you lose, you you probably you do take it personally. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. I think um, going back to yesterday, I obviously let my teammates down and, and got yellow carded for the first time in my career. Um, it was not something I was used to, so hopefully I don't do it again. But you know, you're spot on, John. Um, you know, I think um, as a halfback, you you do, you do you you tend to um, you know look at every situation you could have really done better. And I think the older I've got in my career, I've I've tend to. I guess look forward instead of you know dwelling on, on what's happening. I think you need to do mm. that as a professional yeah. footballer because you know you look at our proposition this week. We've got to go to Saints, you know, the reigning champions, and, and try to turn our performance around. And, mm. and there's not too much time to to obviously look back and be disappointed with your performance. And, and as a halfback, how how do you think your games progressed as you've got older like in terms of game management and 
maybe looking at a game and, and how to bring your team home has that kind of evolved and with experience you've kind of got better as you got older yeah for sure I think you look at the game as a whole and and as we touched on different situations of the game I think when you're a young kid coming through you're, you're solely focused on your job and, and obviously cementing your first grade spot so um, but being a halfback now and, and obviously captain you know you got to deal with the squad and, and, and deal with how, how, how the momentum is going in the game and, and try to process that as quick as you can because you, you can't you can't wait you know it's it's um, the game will pass you by if you wait so mm. um, yeah it's, it's something you learn um, over experience and and um, until you get that experience, you don't realise how naive you were as a kid. Yeah, you mentioned being captain there. Was that part of the recruitment? As in, like, you're going to be captain? No. Was that part of the persuasion? No, not at all. No. No. What do you think the offer no, did? Yeah. Well, well, well here's, here's X amount of thousands yes. of pounds, and you'll be captain. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it no, means no, a lot, doesn't it, to be captain? Yeah, it does, mate. I think, um, you know, I come in and I've seen um, a group that really ambitious, obviously, off a dis disappointing year last year. They, mm. They're trying to put it behind them, and, and I, I just come in and, 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 and did what I'd... I do naturally, and, and that's try to be vocal and, and try to be upbeat and, and, and try to help the, the younger boys out where I can. And, and um, you know, the boys obviously nominated me for captain, and it's something I'm, I'm relishing, and hopefully I can improve on it as the year goes by. Yeah, and, and you make the point there that last season could have been almost catastrophic for Huddersfield, and they were right down the mix, down the bottom. And then suddenly having the start that they've had and, and being unbeaten after, what, four rounds is, was incredible. Yeah, it's um, it's a good start. You know, if we were to start the year and be three from four, I mm. think we had a we had a game washed out because of the storm. So, um, you know, we were taking it. Obviously, disappointing for our performance on the weekend, but we're going to have a class team, and and they'll be there in the business. And so mm. that that's that's the um, barometer we, they've sort of set for us. And and as I said, the proposition gets no easier this week against Saints. So we need to be a lot better. And and as a group and as a club, I think we're growing. And and um, you know, we need to challenge ourselves and look forward to obviously the challenge coming coming up against the top Super League teams. You talk about culture there. Have you seen any similarities then in in, in the culture that you had at Canberra Raiders and, and Huddersfield, and what you can bring in terms of culture? To, yeah, to I them? think um, you know most footballers are good blokes and, and everyone gets along. Like they have a bit of a laugh, and you not met John before, and things are no. on training. <laughs> oh, they're good fellows. I was talking to them before, so um, yeah, everyone tends to get on you know pretty quickly and, and things like. But um, yeah, the boys are really close. I've come mm. in, and, and they're really good mates. Um, I think over here, with, without the pressures of, of the media and, and things like that, because we're, we're second to the Premier League and things like that, mm. um, the boys are really close, and, and they get get away from footy a little bit more. And um, when I say footy, I mean rugby league. Uh, <laughs> footy, yeah, I, I say the wrong thing all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but they're, they're they're good lads, and and um, you know, I think they they look out for each other. So mm. it's just about building on on. And obviously the experience last year and, and learning from it, you got to make sure you learn from, from all your losses um, as much as you win. So um, still very early on the season and, and I think the clubs recruited pretty well and Kenny Edwards and James, have, they've got a bit of experience about them as well. And, and we've got you know, a group of leaders at the club that, that um, has been uh, in, in some big games and, and played international. So I think we've got, we got a good nucleus of players to, to hopefully be successful, but it's about action in it. And, and obviously improving uh, every week. Have you enjoyed that freedom coming over? And, and tell me what it was like back in, because you obviously lived in Sydney for quite a long time as well, and, yep. and, and in Canberra as well, of, of not being recognised. As in, like, you could walk through Manchester, couldn't you? And, and maybe a couple of people are like, Aiden, can we have a picture? But is, is that completely nah, different? No one at all. No, no one at all? No. no. But is that, how different is that in Australia in terms yeah, of walking down um, the street? Just trying to do, go about your everyday business? Yeah, it's refreshing, I think, for the wife as well. You know, we get away from it a little bit more. Um, back home, 
everyone uh, is passionate about the game and mm. and you speak to your mates away from football and, and they ask you how you how you going how you playing and and they're obviously watching on TV every week so mm -hmm. um, it's it's refreshing to be honest it's um, it's something different but I'm I'm really enjoying it and um, you know getting the training um, putting putting in a, a good day of work and then and then getting home and getting away from it it's it's something that um, you know. It's, it's refreshing. And we're, bl we're blessed in this country because we get the opportunity to perform, you know, on, on a big stage. We get the thrill of performing, but we don't get the forensic scrutiny of what footballers do, mm. you know, soccer players in this yep. country. And, and look, the NRL as it's developed as, as, as what I would call almost like a toxic media following in, in my eyes where people are almost trying to uncover things about people and digging into people's private lives and personal yeah. lives when realistically it, it's not interesting stuff it's, nobody's interested yeah. there's enough enough celebrities out there who mm. can dig into their lives who have put themselves out there for this reason I think when you've got a talented group of athletes let them perform and let them have privacy away from it and I miss those days when we've created this thing where sports people feel isolated where you you know, you, you can't be a normal bloke because you're completely consumed by what you do, mm. and 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 you're followed by the press. And I, the only reason I bring this up is, Sonny Sonny Bill, obviously at Toronto, he get, he gets you know he gets hounded all the time, and I could never do that. I couldn't be that guy. Mm. I couldn't play in the NRL for simply for that reason. Yeah. Probably, yeah. or no, just just that intense forensic scrutiny that I just don't want in my life. Did that get tedious? Yeah, they do. I think um, being a halfback as well, you know, they, they have the magnifying glass going over your game, and you know, everyone makes errors. It's it's um, it's the way you respond, and yeah. I think in the NRL, that's that's probably one side of the game I don't mm. don't uh, really enjoy is is you know flicking on the telly every night and there's and there's something negative in the press and your personal life as well, not just what's happening. Yeah, on the pitch. I think yeah. Um, you know, Touchwood, my personal life has never been on show, but you know, yeah. a lot of a lot of players. Um, that I come before me and a lot of players that, that will come after me, their, their lives are out there and showcasing for people to comment on. And that's one thing that mm. I guess it comes with the territory. You know, but do we, do we do enough to deal with that stuff? Does the NRL do enough to, to coach young men to deal with that scrutiny uh, and pressure? Because we see a lot of guys get the wrong side of that, don't yeah. we? There's yeah. a lot of issues within the game. I played with Ben Barber yeah. at St. Helens and, and obviously he's got the wrong side of it at the yeah. minute. He can't escape this scrutiny or the, the, the problems that come off the, the intensity. Of well, someone might play with Jackson was on the wrong side of things, wasn't he? In the NRL. Yeah, absolutely. So that was before, obviously, um, I played with him. But yeah, he had lots of issues and it meant that he had to come over here to, to resurrect his career. And um, But yeah, did he do enough? Um, I think they're reactive in, in, instead of proactive. Yeah. I think they wait until something goes wrong, then they'll try to uh, fix it up. And, it, and it's not always to the player's benefit. Yeah, I think yeah. the NRL, they've, as you've seen in the past, they they rule players out um, without getting a full story. Um, obviously, to pre protect the brand, protect the, the corporate sponsorship they yeah. have in the game and and things like that. But I think um, moving forward, they can be a bit more proactive in educating players and in what to do in certain situations yeah. and, and to help the young kids coming through because it helps them be, uh, to be better people as well. Yeah, for mm. sure. Uh, you've got a Turkish father. Yeah, I do, yeah. Um, which actually, we call you Caesar. In yep. Turkish, it's Cesar. Yeah. Isn't it? Or Cesar. 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 Are you fluent in Turkish? <laughs> no, I'm not. No? no. Do you speak any? Um, I, under I understand it a bit, but my wife, she can read and write, and, and she's always um, 
on me back saying I, I should learn. So is, is your what your wife is Turkish? Yeah, my wife. Well. Oh, okay. My wife's all Turkish. Yeah. Okay. And you met in Turkey or in no, Australia? No, no, no. We met in Australia. There's right. a lot of Turkish. Uh, yeah, Bankstown. There's a lot of Lebanese Turkish yeah. influence, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah, mm. you, you know. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's um culture, you know, it's, I guess region and. Um, it's home for me. It's a bit rough for mm. for other people, but it's it's um, home for me. So you, your dad was, your dad grew up and was born in Turkey and came over to Australia. Yeah, he came over when he was eight years old, and he's he's more Australian than most people. So. Yeah. And how important is that heritage to you, that side of it? Because yeah, your mum's Indigenous Australian. Yeah, it's it's important. I think it defines who you are, mm. um, and it's something that I'm proud of. Not many people are. Indigenous Australian and Turkish um, riding one. A very so. select group of people. Uh, yeah. There's not a lot of mm. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, no, but it's, good, it's something special. I, I embrace. <laughs> and, um, and uh, yeah. Have I've, you been over to Turkey and, and seen, seen the family roots and stuff? Um, I, I, I have never been to where I'm actually from. Um, me and the wife, we go to Istanbul a few times. I Before, um, you know, I, actually during the Christmas break, we got over and had a week in Istanbul. Um, it's, it's it's pretty convenient, only four-hour trip as opposed to 18 hours, which we come from Sydney. So um, it's good, mate, and I, I enjoy um, getting back there whenever I can. And the pound's pretty strong to the lira, so oh, yeah. good. it right. helps. Even even better. Yeah, in fact, even better. Better. my best friend Blake, whose number I don't have, t yeah. told me you have been to Turkey recently. Yeah, yeah. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. if you're listening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just just back for Christmas, was it? Yeah, back for Christmas. Yeah. No other. You didn't go over no. for any other. No other reason. Right? No. no. Why sure. we? What are you going at though? Nothing, yeah. nothing. Just oh, I think Osto's, he's set you up here. He's trying <laughs> he's to set you up. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's giving you a curveball to throw in, Will, and the curveball's yeah. come well, back gonna, and it's hit you in no, your suntan, your fake tan face. I'm not going to take any further. Um, let's talk about Simon Wolford. Uh, in fact, I was watching um, a little training session that he did the other week and he, he likes his Ugg boots doesn't he he has Ugg yeah, boots on sort of yeah. little ski he wears Ugg boots ski training. mountain boots yeah, he wears Ugg, Ugg boots and um, gloves and he, he's actually got them <laughs> taped up at the moment he won't buy himself yeah why are they pair. I saw that they all taped why are they all, is know. that just because they're falling apart might, might be a bit tight I think have <laughs> <laughs> you ever been coached by a man in mountain ski wear before no I haven't when I first ran onto the training pitch it's, it's obviously cold yeah. but he's from Canberra and he un understands how it is and Mate, his, his face was covered and things like that, and I was like, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> I've heard stories about um, coaches over here making sure their players don't put their hands in the pockets, but he's he's rugged up like he's going up Mount Everest. So, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it sets a precedence, doesn't it? He looks Australian. Like, he couldn't look more Australian, do you yeah. know what I mean? He yeah, looks yeah. like that. He, he's got a very Australian head. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a very um, interesting nickname as well, hasn't he? The Germ. Grub. The Germ. The Germ. Yeah. The Germ. Yeah. The germ. Yeah. Where does that... Where does I don't that know where it stems from. I might, might get to the bottom of it. <laughs> but when he played, he was he was a bit dirty, apparently. Yeah, wasn't yeah, he? yeah. I think so. What do you, what do, you do with your fingers then? Is that a saying? A bit dirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that one. That one was a bit of yeah. a germ. You know, they call him the German. He gets cranky sometimes, and and um, he looks angry. Yeah, I can say this. But he's not my coach. He looks angry. I can imagine him kicking things, pushing things, shouting at people. He's, he's, in his ugly beats. In his hook boots, in his yeah. snow, in his full snow gear, in his skis, <laughs> he stood wearing his skis with his ski pole, shouting at players. No. Yeah, but he's, has he been a good influence, uh, you know, on, on you? you? You've worked with him before, but but a halfback and a coach have a special relationship relative to a coach and the rest of his players. Yeah. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, they do, mate. And 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 um, Simon's been really. Really open and honest with me about my game, and and I've sort of you know coming in and implemented what I think's right within the team, being a halfback as you do, and mm. and um, he's been um, all for it. You know we we have a pretty reciprocal relationship, and 
and um, whatever we say we respect and, and we go from there. Um, still very young coach, so I think, yeah. you know, he looks for feedback from his players as we, we do for, from our coaches as well. So it's it's a good relationship we have and, um, as I said, hopefully we can improve. Mm. What can Huddersfield do this season, do you think, given, given how poor it was last year? Um, yeah, we're not focusing on what happened last year in the past, but I think for us, we, we just want to be consistent. And on the weekend, we are pretty disappointing with, with um, the way we played, you know, we win the game. Up until I think you know I got Simbin and we need to have that you know the uh, the mental fortitude to to obviously overcome adversity and mm -hmm. and we're going to have a class team and they're going to put points in you if you if you don't have that so um, that's easier said than done though isn't it Yeah, it always is, mate. You know we can sit here on the couch and talk about footy, but until yeah. you're out there and actually action it, you're not going to. And that you comes with experience as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Going th probably, you boys, you've got quite a few young lads in your team yeah. as well for earning the stripes. Going through a game like that against Wigan where you're probably in a match for half the game and then maybe a 10, 15 minute spell where yeah. you, you let them, the match go away from you. I think you kind of learn from those experiences as long as you take it on board and next time you're in it kind of... Yeah, I think we have to if we're, if we're um, going to be what we say we want to be. So, um, you know, as I said, they're a quality team and... And um, we had a you know, 20 minute lapse and they took the game away from us. So it's it's education for us. Um, it's coming at early part in the season after a few wins. So um, back back to work tomorrow and, and hopefully we can you know rectify where we went wrong against Saints. Yeah. But you know it doesn't get any easier, does it? But you, but I guess part of the reason that they brought you in as well is not just the talent that you've got within your position and so on, but it's to bring some of that fortitude that you touched on as well that perhaps you know, can come from the coach, can come from, from you as a player. Yeah, for sure. And and that's something we've we've addressed um, in video today in, in your review. So mm. um, we'll see how the boys bounce back this week. But um, I'm pretty confident we can put in a better performance and, and um, hopefully overcome adversity a little bit better. Yeah, and adversity is part of sport, right? And, and, and the best people in sport deal with adversity and deal with failure better than anyone else. Like yeah. failure is the most natural part of sport. Mm. Like it is the inevitable consequence of playing sport, yep. and and your ability to deal with failure, actually, I believe, is the most important asset you can have as a sportsman. Not 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 your ability to, you know, celebrate successes or be successful. All of success is born out of failure yeah. and repeating. It, it takes many forms. Like failures might be a bad pass, it might be a loss, it might be injury. It, there's there's loads of little failures in a game or in a yeah. season, um, and like you said, like the best players just kind of react in the right way. And I think providing st creating a strong culture at Huddersfield is probably one thing you'll be key to, and that's probably yeah. building yeah. Those, those reactions from those little failures every week. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. We, we have to learn from it and and um, improve. Um, I always think back to the grand final last year. I don't like to bring it up. But hey, look, you've t told me not to. Yeah, talk um, well, it's, it's relative to what happened on the weekend. Okay. Went out of we'll 12 men. Once, we'll play against the Roosters in the grand final. Cooper Cronk um, got bin for a professional foul, and um, they were down at 12. And it felt, uh, I guess, harder to attack against a, a 12 man Roosters mm -hmm. team than, yeah. than when, when they were full complement. So I think it, it, it speaks loads of. of where they are in their progression as as a team and mm. and how they do with adversity, so that's mm. probably the biggest education for me. Um, is is picking up, you know, obviously that you're down a bloke, you, you have to pick up the slack and, and work a little bit harder, and mm. and that's one thing. As I said, if we come to that situation again, we need to be better, and and hopefully we can action it a little bit better. You've had an unbelievable career. Do you have things to prove to people still? As I said, mate, it's not it's it's not external. It's more myself. Um, you know, I think I can speak for most players. We come off the field and 
and you know deep down if you've played a good game, you know if you've performed and, and you usually sleep better at night, um, you go home and, and you're not really thinking about rugby league, you know, you, you go home, you're satisfied with your performance, you know, you've hopefully got the win and, and you put your head on the pillow and, and, and you sleep really well, but if, if you've... If you haven't held up your end of the bargain and let your teammates down, that's when it hurts. And and, and um, all the outside noise is, is irrelevant because if you listen to um, the media and the fans, you know, odds on you'll probably be sitting with them in the not too distant future. So you just got to worry about what you can control and and go from there. Night night terrors. Fans now. Post post game night terrors. Oh, yeah, you get that. Let's talk about no. it. Man, I, I'm the worst. Yeah. Do you know you you, put, you oh, oh. What yeah. that, actually, that actually happened. Go on, describe oh. it better than make that no, weird well, noise. So, no, what, what I'd say, this is how the post-game works. You, you maybe take a caffeine supplement before the game, something that makes Red you ball. feel a bit younger, a bit fresher. Yeah. You, you know, you, you get stuck into the game, the game finishes, you, you, you're still buzzing after the game, maybe things haven't gone so well. You know, you see your family, get home, sit down, maybe have a bit of food, maybe have a beer, maybe not maybe a cup of tea, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you go to bed and your wife lays down, just blissfully falls asleep instantly. Mm -hmm. She's like giving it the big Zs. And you're, as soon as your head hits the pillow, and I don't know if I'm just talking from a personal experience, you think of the 10 things in the game that didn't go so yeah. well. <laughs> like, I, never, I would never ever go like, oh, that went well, you know. Why are you still awake? Is this at this yeah, stage? Yeah, I just know it's coming. Yeah. You know, and you, you and, you're awake until like three a.m. Ruminate, yeah. ruminate yeah. the things, and and for a halfback, look, well, I did a horrendous job of playing halfback at St. Helens for a year or so. Mark played halfback in the grand final. He did, but John played a lot better earlier <laughs> that year. Yeah, thank you, Mark. He did, but but in that position. There's a lot that can go wrong in there. Yeah, there is. Yeah, a lot that can go wrong. You're right. I was last night. We obviously lost yesterday, and it was, I was thinking about it. I'm not going to miss this feeling after a loss. <laughs> no, it's it's a dread. Um, it's it's an awesome feeling after a win, and you obviously in the shed, sing the song with the boys, and and you go home or you meet up, have a f have a few beers or and whatnot. But um, it's it's not something I'd miss. Um, being upset after a loss and. No. Um, going through everything you've done wrong. It's that game. anxiety before you, you turn in for training the next day and you, all, all the team will watch the, the game back and review it as a, as a collective. Mm. It's the anxiety beforehand of knowing that yeah. you're going to have some clips there that don't look good. See, great. I've never been bothered by that. Have you not? Like the, the video review the next day I'm cool with because I've never had a coach or anybody in my team say something worse to myself than I've done something to myself than I've already said to myself. Mm. Do you know, I'm I'm probably crueler to myself than anyone could ever be, you yeah. know? Mm. So, like, when you turn up to video review, because I think a lot about a game, I think I, I'm, I'm well aware of what's coming up, and yeah. I'm well aware of... Do you not sometimes sugarcoat it in your mind, and then no. you watch it, and it's like, oh... No, because life taught me that that's really cruel to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I think that's I like do that. Double, that's doubly cruel. I just think oh, I slipped, it wasn't my fault, but then it's like, oh... No, one thing was. I found as well in the back end of my career is when I watch footage, do you know you ever, ever feel in the game and you're not moving so well? Yeah. Like you don't feel like you're moving good. Yeah, yeah. And then you watch the video back and you're like, actually, all right. I look all right look there. All right, yeah. <laughs> I'm moving all right. Yeah. So I think you, you, you naturally as a player cruel to yourself, I'd say. You review yeah. yourself. Yeah. And especially somebody like this guy who, mm. who, whose responsibilities are everything. Mm. Do you know he's got a hand in everything? Do you not find it, the order that you've all got that that goes away a little bit more than it did do when you those insecurities or not or not it's not insecurities it's just 
being conscious of what your job is. Yeah. But essentially what I'm trying to say, sugar coating, do you, do you care less the older you get about no, no. what other think people think? No. That, and your performance. Yeah, not like, other, it's not other people. You're obsessed with other people. It's nothing to, this you, is nothing to do with what, other what people. What you think about, about yourself you listen. did say other people. And what you think about yourself. You've got to listen. Yeah. What you need to learn when you get older and uglier. Why are you, why are you getting angry? Because you're getting well, angry, so you're making. Why you say other ugly? People are going to judge you just because you don't wear tinted moisturiser. He is ugly, <laughs> but do you, the older and ugly that you've got, yeah. you, you still care as much. Is yeah, what you're for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can't. I don't. You can't play rugby and not care, because it's just impossible. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can, you can fall out of love with training, and you can, you know, dislike certain aspects of the game, but I don't think you ever care less, or you just stop playing. I think it's more. A personal pride thing, sure. no matter what you're doing, isn't it, in yeah. life? Yeah. Uh, whether you're playing you know, rugby or, or you're doing something else, you want to do the best you can. And I think you, you mask it a little bit better, your emotions after a loss, mm. you, as you get older. When I was a kid, I used to wear my heart on my sleeve and I'd be walking around for three days kicking stones, but now I, I tend to mask it a little bit better, put a smile on my face and and just move forward. But uh, but we're still not allowed to talk about last year's grand final. God knows what you were like 15 no, years ago. You're talking about it again. Just <laughs> <laughs> keeps bringing it up, mate. <laughs> but, the, but so that must have been really, like when you first started, you must have been, is that, is that, is that an Australian thing? <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean? What competitive? What do you mean? No, no, as in like, I think the English lads get more angry after a loss. They've been yeah. around a few of them, yeah. yeah. You play like, with both, go on. Which the English um, <laughs> I remember I was, I was still in the Raiders chat and um, the Lions lost against Papua New Guinea. And um, a, cup, a year before that, I think Fiji beat New Zealand. And um, I remember Jordan Rapana was into Josh Hodgson um, about losing. And they've, they've obviously lost three tests in a row and things like that. The, the inception of the Giants, is um, the, the Lions is back and things like that. So um, Hodjo left, left the chat. Just left the Yeah, group. he left the chat. He, he can't. He's a he's a sore loser. That's a big. That's a big call. Yeah, leaving a group. Yeah. You can't leave he, a group. He, he, yeah, big, he left the group. Um, Elliot Wyatt, Smelly. He was he was, you know, he was copping it sweet. Um, you know, but Hodge, he, he you can't talk to him after a loss, that, especially because he's a where someone ratted him in and he joined about ten minutes later. Or he was no, he, I think he, he left for a while. Still he's, out he's, group. he's a proud so. Englishman and, and he was looking forward to obviously the Lions <laughs> coming back in and representing that jersey. So it didn't go well, did it? Should have come yeah, to sweet, shouldn't it? Didn't go well. He's left the chat again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not too in. sure. Might He's be back in. in. <laughs> yeah. On that subject, what then are your thoughts on? Because it's quite topical at the moment of um, the Aussies with an English grandparent, or uh, you know. He, every time he asks me a question, he smirks. Yeah. I don't know what you want me to say. Oh, yeah. Sorry, just had a lot of both. TV Have you had nothing? You have a both. Oh, it's no, no. But seriously, because you know. England have got a new coach in Sean Wayne. Yeah. And who knows yet what his philosophy is in terms of picking yeah. Australians. And uh, and then the, a lot of the, the Aussies, Mark, are there. They're in a situation like someone like Jackson, who now can't, wouldn't be able to go back with the rules and go and play for Australia if he, if he warranted playing for Australia. He couldn't do that now. No. So it's quite a, a, a bizarre. I mean, firstly, can you fake pride like that? As an, as an Aussie, could you play for another country? Um, I can't speak on their behalf. Um, I know they got English heritage and, and the rules allow them to play. Um, that's all you can say, really. As long as the ru rules allow them to play, well, it's it's uh, it's uh, open field. Um, I, I can't sit here and say how proud, you know, obviously Jackson and, and Blake is to play for England. Um, 
yeah, I'm not English, so as I said, I, I can't speak on their behalf. But um, I think if they didn't hold any any passion or pride for the jersey, they wouldn't put it on and, and do it in injustice because it's such a um, a, tre a treasured jersey by everyone that that plays rugby league over here. Will you be playing for Turkey? Because I know there's um, they're trying to grow the sport over there. Will yeah. you be like putting your hand up to, to do a bit of that? Yeah, I, um, they've had a few tests already, but it's just in terms of in, it's only starting out, so. Obviously, I've been contracted to, to professional rugby league teams and, and the insurance side of things won't permit because obviously earn a living off rugby league. So as, as long as we can get that sorted, I'll be fine to play. Yeah, that'll be good. What's your thoughts on that, John? Aussies playing for England. Just specifically Aussies? Why, why, why have you because put the Aussies got, out? Because we've got two well, Aussies English, in Jackson and Blake yeah, who are good enough in playing for England. Two half English lads playing for England. Yeah, well, what are your thoughts well, on it? Wasn't I think that what you mean, question? what are my thoughts on it? You, what do you mean? What, what, what are your thoughts on... What do Jackson I think they should play for England? For England? Yeah. yeah, well, well, Caustic, Caustic can play for England, yeah. Mm. But what was your question was more about the pride and the passion. Can you have what your thoughts? No, on but the can you have pride and passion for a country when you get tired? Do you need to finish? No, no. Realistically, no. What I'm saying. Lie down. Let me make my point, Will, okay. and then we'll finish. Um, you know, if you haven't been brought up in a culture, but you have some historical heritage to that country your question was can you have pride and passion in that in that shirt and I, I i believe that you can is it as strong an affinity as somebody who's been brought up in a country where their you know the great britain shirt is part of their dna i think yeah no that's a stronger connection with a brand but ultimately it's a personal question ultimately as well ultimately international rugby league is is not about pride and passion it's what what a stupid like misconception of 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 professional sport it's about execution it's about competency it's about performance high level professional sport is elite and it's about performance and it should be just about having the best players no matter what not no matter what there's criteria which these guys have followed and then it's just mm. about performance and for me you know i'm sick of international teams being like a testing ground or we're building up for this or we're building up for that every single time an international team puts a jersey on it should be the best possible team to produce the best possible performance mm. and these these antiquated like things that we talk about pride and passion in a jersey they just don't exist well they're just they're just really bullshit they don't, don't exist for who? They just pr for pr players, having for pride and you saying they don't exist for fans. No, having pride and passion in a jersey. Yeah, it's just and I just for me is an incredible like I don't understand what you mean. You don't understand so what you've about got having pride and passion in a jersey. You've got professional pride and passion towards a job that you do. Yeah, but I, I don't necessarily. So hold on, you're talking from a player's point of view because there'll be, a, there'll be yeah, thousands but, of fans wondering what, what you're on about. But what you're what you're on about here is like grabbing a badge, kissing a badge, being really proud to put a shirt on. Well, when you wear, you do when you put but, your when, shirt. but when you wear an international shirt, you've earned that right through performance, through competence. Mm. You don't get given it and therefore you're proud and passionate about wearing it. You've been, you, you've earned it. You've earned it through having, you know, the competency to Surely get it's the pride and passion of putting on that shirt that gives you those extra margins to no, go. Because it's like a miss, it's commonly misheld belief that you can have that you can have 13 fantastic players the best players in the world and they don't play with pride or passion and they're not the team that they could be with pride but or what passion. does pride or passion look like trying well no. you, you you go and play rugby league <laughs> right get get your fucking kit on and play mm. rugby league is there right. any any clubs out no, there that can mate, have you, try, you go and play without pride or passion and see how painful it is 
because you can't do it. Right. Oh, so you t- understand so what, what you're saying. Yeah. So what yeah. you're telling you me? It's always a given. Yeah, it's, it's a given. given. Yeah. It's a given. But but this this concept that you have pride and passion in a jersey and it somehow motivates you to play well, it's nonsense. So you're telling me when you played for GB, you had you had no extra pride or passion playing I, for I'd earned GB. that shirt because I've been one of the best players in that season. Mm. And when you put that shirt on, you didn't have a different feeling to no, when I'd you put personal, on a Saint Helens shirt. I had a personal pride in my performance. So there was no when the when well, you're singing God Save the Queen when you're singing the national anthem you're standing there and you're going into a to a four nations to a tournament to a World Cup whatever you had no extra pride or passion. They're, they're just that shirt they're on. for me just complicating factors and distractions from a player's point of view perhaps yeah. yeah yeah. But you're talking about what you're talking about a fan's pride or passion. I'm talking everything that goes with it when you listen to Sean Wayne talk and he and he his the words were we're going to bash you know he wants to bash the Aussies yeah. But he's and, a coach. And, and, that, and so that message isn't coming down to his players. Is that just for the fans? No, what but is that? maybe that's just psychological warfare that he started very early. Maybe he's imprinting and, and trying to... So he's a he doesn't actually believe that. I don't know, but I, I just think they, they didn't have pride in the shirt. It, it just annoys me when I hear it. I just think, oh, come on, let's move on. Pathetic. Let's move on, that's a good good show. It doesn't, you know... You move on. What do you want to move on to? got to be proud, fan. What do you want to move on to? What, well, just it was it was a nonsensical discussion. nonsensical question. Well, after you just gonna, just agreeing with what John said. Mm, yeah, I think people hold more care for for certain things. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, talking about Sean Wayne, he's he's obviously come in the England coach, um, successful coach over here. I do believe he cares more about England than than Wayne Bennett does. Mm. Mm. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. does that make you any better at your job? No, I know. I understand you know, you know both sides of the coin. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, but I think um, he, he cares more about the way this country performs in rugby league. Yeah. Um, obviously, Wayne Bennett's he's an Australian. Mm. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, because sure. probably that's the way I'd feel as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see the passion that the English boys have when when they're going to play for England. Um, yeah, we're going around in circles here. No, it's it's <laughs> it's, 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 it's good. A, it's a, but I understand. It's good, well, it's a topic. I mean, you know, some some don't like to get. It's a topic of discussion. People are talking about it. Some yeah. people are angry that that they are legally and f- like the two sides are. Blake obviously yeah. is going to play for England if he's got the opportunity to. He's not playing for Australia. He even said, you know, how proud he is to go on that GB tour. His yeah. grandmother is English. His grandmother died two weeks after the GB tour. And she watched him play on that tour, and it was one of the most was, emotional moments that, yeah, that I he just had. Think it's, it's a personal question. I think People have different experiences with a jersey, with a country, and with their heritage. So it's, I don't think it's a blank canvas, you know, yes or no. I think it's a personal decision for those players. And, and like well, John you, kind of alluded to, you, you have pride and passion in any kind of. But you have to get picked for an international team. It's not a choice, is it? I'm not choosing to play but, for England. No, but some people I, look, put, Will put could, their hand up to play I know for Will them. could play for Great Britain. I'm playing for Great Britain next year. You could say that. But you've got to be fucking brilliant to get picked. Yeah. So Blake Austin Will was might brilliant. Be fucking brilliant. You never know. Blake, mm. But the, he was brilliant, so he got picked. Yeah. So, you know, what, what, are we, what are we wanting? People who are more proud and passionate about a shirt or people who are brilliant. Well, I don't know what Sean Wade, what's inside Sean Wayne's mind. No, we'll we find know, out. It'd be quite interesting, actually. Would, to would you like to get into Sean Wayne's mind? Yeah. Into I know mind. Blake's proud to, to obviously yeah. play for a great minute in yeah. England if he, if he plays for England. Mm. Um, I know he's proud. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, as I said, this conversation go around for a while. It's obviously a topic um, that's been brought up here because them two lads have played but and they had a great season last year and they, yeah. mm. they, their, their form permitted them to get picked so as long as the rules permit them to play for mm. you know their desired country um, 
I don't see the issue. With I think it. we get more touchy about it in this country than I see other countries. You know, um, the Irish Rugby Union team have got a, there's a, a, a Kiwi centre. Yeah, centre. You know, England Rugby Union's populated by yeah. by Samoans, Fijians. Um, you Did know, Ben play rugby for England for yeah. sure. Mm. For sure, I just think rugby league. We've still got this. Yeah, it's it's almost. Uh, you know, yeah. it's an anti-globalised sort of view on the game. Yeah. If you're not from Castleford, you're not allowed to play for Great Britain. Well, Jordan's entitled their opinion, don't they? Yeah. Big people, not everyone is has the same opinion as you, which you yeah. have to accept sometimes. These two are Aidan's got Jordan Turney's obviously Jamaican heritage, yeah. but he's an Englishman as well, and he's proud of both. So mm. yeah. there's an argument for everything, isn't there? There is. Mm. Well, listen, mate. Thank you so much for coming. I'm sorry about some of the awkward moments between these two. They're a bit tired, they've done, had a long day, had a long day training and being given food and water at the time that you need it and being told when to go to bed and all that sort of stuff. So it's been a long day. But um, good to see you. I hope you go well this season. Best of luck. No worries, mate. Um, and we won't mention that grand final, but who knows, you could be in a grand final. Yeah. The way you're going. No worries, Over mate. Over here. Thank Top you. Top man, Aiden. Thank Thanks you very much. Thanks, guys.